Ladies and gentlemen, this is VM Evolution Podcast, and this is your main event of the morning, afternoon, evening, whatever it is right now. This has a 60-minute time limit. The person in charge of the show is your host, Vic Muscat. She is the queen of wrestling and roller skating, and she is your current reign defending MSWA champion, Bashley Bones. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. So how's the weather over there? Uh, it's kind of gloomy out, but cool. Uh, cool? Yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not a real winter guy, but it's coming. Yeah, it looks like it might rain today, or it's kind of been on and off. Uh, fall, great. Mm-hmm. I'm so, okay with fall. Fall in Tennessee is beautiful, but it's yeah. February. February in Tennessee is nasty. Oh, February. It's, February. it's like after football season and you just, football's over, you're back to reality. It's like, what's this crap outside? It's just like gloomy and miserable and muddy. Uh, yeah. yeah. So if you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be? Courageous. How did you get into uh, professional wrestling? Um. So first... Um, off. I was playing roller derby. I moved out to Tennessee from California and I was playing roller derby at the time. Um, I was driving down the road. I heard an ad on the radio about tried and true having a search for bombshell promoter girls. I've been a wrestling fan my whole life and I didn't know Clark still had a promotion until that moment. So then I was like, what? Clarksville has a wrestling promotion. I could do this. So I decided to go ahead and do like the bombshell promoter girl search. It was a lot of fun. I ended up being one of the five. Um, And Crimson, who's the owner and some of the other guys found out I did roller derby. And they were like, we have a wrestling academy. I think you could do this. And the idea had just never been in my brain that it was something I could actually do so I was interested you know immediately but I kind of I had to give up roller derby um, in order to start training for wrestling there's just no way I'd have the time there's no way my body could handle both so um, that was kind of a decision I had to think about but honestly it's been the best decision I made is you know switching over to wrestling Especially the last couple of years, like roller derby is pretty much non-existent. Roller derby is no joke, though. I mean, back in it's not. It's not. Mm-mm. I mean, you can yeah. really like get injured doing roller derby. Yeah, I played for seven years too. Do you suffer any yep. major injuries? I did not. I nope. Like knock on some wood. No concussions, even like nothing. I had a few. Um, maybe like pulled muscles, you know, stuff that I never went to the doctor for. I just let them heal. Um, Like I kind of rolled my ankle one day, um, like hurt my foot, you know, but nothing serious. Like I actually had a bit of a foot injury when I started training for wrestling and I just went, went through it. How does it feel when you're in the ring and you look in the crowd and you see like, what are girls like the, this? looking at you like all like like wow and say like i want to be just like bashley bones 
I love it. I mean, it's part of the reason like I'm there, you know, um, I kind of, I do faith and hill, but when I'm faith, it's just so much fun with the kids. And I come out, um, on hillies when I can, like I'll roll out. Uh, it just, it kind of depends on what the floor is like and the venue and everything, but, oh, the kids just love it. And it's so much fun. Oh yeah. Because I've seen a couple of your, your um, like previous, I can't do, I mean, I can't do your matches because I have a two-year-old that's trying to climb on top of me. Yeah. But, um, you look like a very like fun person in the ring. Mm -hmm. Like just bashly bones. Is that, where did you get that name? Just because of your roller derby? Yeah. So it was my roller derby name and I carried it over. Um, so actually my little nephew's other aunt, his aunt from the other side of the family, she named me. Um, I don't remember what I started out with in roller derby, but she, she named me cause basically like I was barely 110 pounds when I started. So I looked, you know, like a skeleton kind of, she'd say. So she named me Bashley bones. <laughs> so tell us about your first match. So my very first match was in Paris, Tennessee. Um, a couple of the guys I trained with basically told me just, hey, ride along with us. You know, they always need people. You never know. So I rode along with them. I brought my gear. Well, the one of the females who was supposed to be there had canceled. So right away they were like, oh, you're in, you know. So they hadn't even realized it was my first match, even after the fact. So I guess I did all right. How long it, did was, it? it was like a, I think a, let's see, it was maybe three on three and there was like intergender tag team. So it wasn't like a one-on-one -on -one singles match right away. What's your opinion about intergender wrestling? Um, I like it. I, I like because it just adds a different aspect to wrestling. Um, it's a change up. And, you know, there are some women who basically, you know, they're, they're like dominating women. And so I only see it as, you know, something else for them to take on. You know, some of the ones I think of, you know, like Jordan Grace or, you know, like it's, there's only so much you can do in the women's division sometimes. That's true. I recently had um, Carmen Chaos, who's a, transgender male to female mm -hmm. and i told her it's like you know it doesn't matter if you're a girl boy transgender whatever if you're the best you're the best and if you're the champion yeah. you're supposed to face to challengers not saying wait a second this is a female or this is you know yeah i mean roller derby i played in her gender um i went up against some of the top like players in the nation you know and I'll just say I survived, you know, <laughs> I didn't do anything spectacular in games like that, but I survived and it was a lot of fun. So, and also with training, um, literally I hardly got to train with any other females. So most of my training was all with guys. So I'm at this point, I'm more, I'm used to and almost more comfortable when I'm wrestling men versus wrestling females you know i'm just not super used to it at this point man roller derby's no joke though i remember <laughs> watching on, on, on tnn 
uh, the old school ECW right after it was like a roller derby league. And I would yeah. watch that. Like it was just, it was brutal. I mean, it was. Yeah. And I was the jammer. So most of the time that was my position. So I was basically the point scorer and the target. <laughs> Do you ever fuck felt like a up? pinball? What? <laughs> you ever fuck someone up in roller derby? Sometimes. Um, I mean, I have like hit a girl like twice my size and I just know where to hit somebody and she just dropped to her knees, you know, got her out of my way. Um, I've never really like hurt. I've never hurt anybody that, you know, that I know of. So I safely, I safely fucked them up. (laughs) So you just just politely bumped them out of the way. That's all. Yeah. I get, get them the hell out of my way so I could go on. So what promotions do you watch other than of course, the one you're in right now? Um, so our promotion right now is going to be having a show this coming Sunday for the first, it's the first show in like, since I think February of 2019, but wow. they really haven't been doing anything, you know, the pandemic kind of messed everything up. Um, but me every week I watch, uh, impact and AEW are the main ones I watch. I do watch, uh, I do NWA here and there, um, Usually I catch that like after the fact. I, I didn't hear WWE come out of your mouth. No. Every once in a while we put it on and we're just kind of like, meh. And I'll go to the live, like, you know, when WWE is in Nashville, but I typically don't pay for tickets. <laughs> I get like seat filler ones or have, you know, friends who have tickets. So what resources do you use to master your profession? Um, You know, obviously, like, networking, social media is really good. I have found a lot of different places, like, to train while training is not going on with my, uh, you know, the promotion I started with, Tried and True. So I feel like that's been a really good resource, just training other places. Um, I found a place called Crook wrestling and um it was a two-hour drive for me on every Sunday so four hours round trip but it was a five-hour training session and I felt like um you know you just get different styles of wrestling like they were super theatrical and Terry who ran it just he was all about like the big theatrics and you know while I was trained more technical so then I just get like well-rounded. Um, obviously I watch a lot of matches online. I look up a lot of the females I follow and will just kind of watch matches and you know, try to watch it more as a student than a fan. What, fe- what female wrestlers have you admire, past or present? Um, so Thunder Rosa, definitely. Um, you know, Camille, she's actually my uh, coach's fiance, one of my coaches. And so she's somebody that I, you know, I look up to and follow. I really like getting her advice. Um, Mickey James. Oh, I love Mickey. You know, it's right now, like there's a lot. Deanna Perrazzo, I love Deanna. And then it, it's cool getting to personally know some of them too because not only do I look up to them as wrestlers, but they're also like just great people. 
that's what kind of drives me nuts about professional wrestling is you like the top like they say what's who's the better best women's wrestler and automatically people go to like the Charlotte Flair or Becky Lynch but someone like Deanna Perrazzo she's not only traveled internationally and won the AAA Women's Championship but she has defeated international wrestlers who came to Impact mm-hmm. so I don't understand why she's not getting more you know more media attention than Charlotte Flair or Becky Lynch yeah Hopefully, um, with Impact traveling right now, maybe they'll get a little more um, attention. You know, they had just kind of been in Nashville for the past year, you know. So, hopefully, they'll get more crowds and more attention that way. So, in the world of professional wrestling, what do you believe they that what needs to be stopped and needs to be they should start doing? I'd say one of the things, like one of my pet peeves right now is like a lot of the indie promotions, they're just, they want to be different. So they're trying to like do things that they want to like be outside the box. And I understand that, but I don't know. Some of it, it's just kind of like, it's wrestling though. We want to, you know, keep it more traditional. I like, I like traditional style wrestling. Um, you know, it's it's weird to me some of the things like that the indie wrestling companies try to do, but also um, I guess you know bad promoters is something too in the indies that hurts us. Yeah, I know where I know a few bad promotions. One in particular that we both know. Yeah. But- yeah. But that's, yeah. That's not fun. And they were they were one of those who were like, oh, we're trying to be different. We're, you know, like naming all the big promotions and, you know, basically like shitting on them and then just having a catastrophe of a show. It's, you know, I feel like sometimes you kind of have to start the traditional route to get things going and then maybe throw in your own flair and aspects and, maybe change things up a little then, but I don't know. Some of them are just strange. <laughs> yeah, it's just like WWE felt like that um, NXT, they don't understand why the ratings are dropping. It's like, well, yeah, and pretty much cut it. Your- I used to watch NXT and, you know, then it switched to where it was on Wednesday nights with AEW. That little Wednesday night war was going on for a bit. And, you know, AEW just kind of won me over hands down. Um, also, it's it's really cool because I watch a lot of people I personally know on AEW, and I love that. Like, I watch Dark every week, and that has just a lot of my friends on it. So it's pretty neat. You you follow, like, what's being said on social media from time to time, don't you? Mostly. Like, by fans. Does it feel like that the whole WWE-AEW war feels like kind of like politics it's like you have to pick a republican you have to pick a democrat what's wrong being independent what's wrong with just saying like hey i love independent wrestling yeah i don't have to pick a side does it have that feel? yeah it does seem like yeah it definitely seems like politics lately or i like how the fans try to like go against each other and it's funny it's just like you know i love how um some of the other companies like AEW and Impact are just, and NWA, you know, they're, um, 
they're working together instead of against each other. And that just makes it so much better. It, it adds in, you know, where you can use uh, more wrestlers from different places and mix things up and just keep it fresh and exciting. Like, I feel like that's the way to go instead of trying to like go to war with each other and choose sides. Yeah, the, the, the Wednesday night war, I felt like it was a waste of time because they tried to like, bring back the Monday Night War, but people need to realize technology was so much different back then. Back then it was VCRs and VHS tapes. And now yeah, you, you were have, having like, to like record stuff. And now you could pretty much, you know, you could watch one live and then you DV, you know, you use your on-demand or DVR and watch the other one right after. Yeah, it's just people get too invented. And it, sometimes I fall for it as well. Someone will I mean, Adam keeps on claiming from Freud Pro keeps on saying like, you know, I poke the bear. It's like, dude, I poke the bear so much. I make Yogi my bitch. You don't know how to poke the bear. Yeah. It's like, there's a way to be a smart ass and be like half, there's a way to present things. And you have some people that are saying like, hey, that was pretty funny. And then meanwhile, you're pissing off and you're trying to piss off. Adam just pissed everyone off. He didn't care, but. No, he didn't. He's he seems like he's got some list screws. <laughs> uh, I talked to uh, professional help. Oh, she's great. Professional help, helping business, a whole lot. Oh, yeah. Maybe a, a, a trainer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I haven't heard how their September event went, and no one so knows. So did they but, have one? I guess they did. And the last thing I heard was they they dropped tickets down to one dollar a piece. Oh Lord. And uh, yeah. I interviewed Ryan um, Quills yesterday, and he was saying that his family, he had a Warrior Pro mishap, and he said his family went to buy tickets, and they're like, oh, no, we're not charging people for tickets. Just come on in. Okay. So they didn't you have know, any money. I paid, it was something crazy, like $30 for my mom and nephew to get in that day, but for the show I didn't get paid for. I actually paid full price for my family to get in, and the price was re ridiculous for the show. That's more like a ten dollars event, which is nothing wrong with ten dollars events, but no, it's just. I mean, you know, the indie wrestling it should be ten. You know, you shouldn't be charging more than like twelve dollars because no. you have to think like you're going to get more people at that price than trying to charge 20, $25, you know, like tried and true has their event on uh, Sunday and it's with NWA. And I think tickets are 20 or 30 bucks. Now that's a show who can charge 20 or 30 bucks, you know, and they're likely to sell out at that price. It's just, when you're just a small indie starting out, yeah, there's an, it's ridiculous to try to charge those prices. That was a lot of the problem. Well, there's some promotions, like there's a small promotion near Boston that was charged like, you know, $15 for general admission and $25 mm -hmm. for like front row, but the front row includes like a meet and greet with Eddie Edwards. Yeah, so, that's, like, then that's good, you know? Yeah, that's worth it. Yeah, it's They're worth it. to draw people and fans at that point and not just have, you know, people who are like, who are these people I'm watching wrestle? I've never heard of them. I don't know if I want to pay $20 to see them. <laughs> if it was like down the road for me and nothing else to do that night, I would. But yeah. But the closest event for me these days is an hour away. So I wouldn't drive an hour. Yeah. 
But then, you know, you have to think about families too. And to get an entire family in, say you've got mom, dad, and two kids, and they were charging, I think, 10 bucks a kid, you know, what that's $60 for them just to get in before food and stuff. So it just, you know, you've got to make it feasible for families because, it, you know, that's where it's at. Like the kids really, really make like indie wrestling, you know, it's so much fun. Yeah, that's why I started this podcast for my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of show that, you know, because you were the first female wrestler that my daughter's ever seen. Aww. You made the first one. The only the only one, only one beat you was Super Max Hernandez because I messaged him right like the same day my daughter was mm-hmm. being born. And I was like, Mr. Hernandez, I'm being strictly honest with you. I'm about to deliver my daughter right now. I saw you had a Facebook account. Please come on my show. Did and he? he actually he did. Not only did that, but he sent us tickets for the uh, small promotion in Boston. That's how awesome. I. I'll, I'll have to look that up. He's he's somebody I really like. Um, so I was getting to, yeah, he's he's great. He gave me a lot of tips, and you know, I really loved talking to him and getting advice. Um, I actually worked at Impact doing their tapings while they were in Nashville. So like once a month I was working there, um, I did all kinds of stuff. Like I helped backstage, um, I helped set up the ring, you know, I kind of ended up in the end, I was kind of almost like in charge of ring crew. I got to, you know, basically just be the one people were asking all the questions and let everyone know what needed to be done. Um, I was the timekeeper. I got to do a lot of fun little bits as a bartender. I was, you know, one of Sue Young's bridesmaids. It was so much fun. So now that they're traveling, um, I haven't got like the all clear to get to travel, but that's something like I'm, I'm holding out hopes for. Maybe I'll hear from them at some point. I would think so, because ever since the forbidden door has been opened, a lot of like smaller wrestlers are getting their shots at like Ring of Honor or Impact or more of a role with the companies, which I think is cool. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I know likely I'll get to help out with NWA still um, whenever that happens. So I got to be there at uh, St. Louis at the Chase, and that was just an amazing experience. Even though I was running the merch table all weekend, so I missed a lot of the show. It was just still just amazing being there. Oh, I bet. That must be historic. Yeah, Rick Rick Flair comes through the lobby and it was kind of crowded at that point. The whole lobby is woo woo. It was so loud. I was like, that's got to get annoying. Yeah, I was going to say, after so many years in the business, he's, that's probably not the first time he's had to experience that. I mean... Oh, no, I'm sure. After a while. Yeah. I mean, geez. So right now we're up to a segment of the show, which I always call these the... Um, I used to call them the bullshit questions, just random wrestling questions, but now I've started to call them my son, the Michael questions, because he likes to baby talking to the microphone sometimes during my show, which is cute, but you know, annoying sometimes. Yeah. So these are just random questions in professional wrestling and just want to get your thoughts on it. Okay. Okay. So out of all the promotions you watch, name a wrestler you would love to see 
turn heel right now. I'm sorry, I missed that. Was that? That's a hard. Oh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I thought. Um, no, you're uh, good. I'm. I'm trying. Everybody I'm thinking of is already Hill, so I'm trying to think of a good face. Uh, maybe Jordan Grace. That that might be fun. Jordan turn Hill. Kind of a little bit. Of, she already has like disgust diner, like gimmick going on. I might as well do the whole attitude as well yeah and she's a badass i could see her like really you know having some fun being hill if he could wrestle anyone from the attitude era in the wwe who would it be mm. trish part of the attitude era i don't think so I believe so because you know she was in the bra and panties match and all that. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was kind of before the attitude era, but yeah, I'd say Trish. Like she was somebody I always, as a kid, was into and liked to watch. In AEW, who do you think they should push, and who do you think they should stop pushing? Um. So. I don't I don't really know that there's like I could say for them to stop pushing anybody I just I really love what they're doing right now um and I'll say they should push sky blue I want to I want to see her actually get the contract and be on there more she's somebody I've been really watching and I've got you know I've gotten to know her and then just watching her wrestle she's just amazing you're right because uh, another she's like to me like a Brooke Havoc it's like you see that they're young and you see them in the ring and it's like something about them you're like I can see them going far in the, in the profession she's just awesome too just watching her it's like I feel like she doesn't even think like she just does you know um there's like there was a match with her and red velvet that was just amazing and then so you know a lot of people go on about jade they don't feel like she should be pushed or whatever but i mean i think you know she just she's someone who just like oozes superstar like why not push her like i mean sure she's still newer at wrestling but i mean i always say like you're only gonna get better from here you know yeah i mean i honestly i don't I don't feel like there's anybody I could say that they need to stop pushing. I, I really love everything they've got going on right now. What storyline in wrestling are you the most interested in? Like currently? Yeah, currently. I don't know if I can even like really think of any storylines. We'll say, um, how about impact? I'm kind of inter interested to see what they're going to do after um, shutting down Swingers Palace. <laughs> that was, that was pretty fun. Um, so I am interested to see, because they have to have something kind of in its place, you know? Yeah. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen with that. That was a whole little fun deal. 
I shed a tear when they shut down Swingers Palace. Yeah, I was pretty sad too. I mean, like I was there when it happened and we were all like, what? No. <laughs> Especially every time someone asked me, you know, like, oh, you've been on game, uh, football games. And I'm like, yeah, I throw a couple bucks here and there. Nothing like outrageous, you know, just a little fun, like five dollars here, five dollars there. Like, oh, what do you bet? And I don't like giving people my information. So I'd always say Swingers Palace. Yeah. So now I'm going to say. I'm going to shut the door real quick. I've got a friend coming in and it's going to get loud. Oh, no problem. Not a problem. Yeah. My my dogs are going to be crazy because there's another dog coming in. That's what I love about this podcast. I'm not serious like the other podcasters. I'm just having fun. You know, like it. If noise happens, noise happens. Power shuts off, power shuts off. Yeah, if the kids are like, I want in your lap, they're in your lap. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's actually pretty good, pretty decent. So so what's, uh, in your career, what would you say is your favorite match and your least favorite match that you've been in? Um, so the match where I actually won the championship belt at MSWA, um, and not just because I won the the belts but it was my favorite match um I had already previously wrestled the girl I wrestled and so you know that made it to where we were comfortable and we had a really great match um so many kids there it was to help support a baseball team Mm. so I feel like half the crowd was kids and it was so much fun um it was a really good night uh least favorite match I mean, I've had two. I've had two matches where the girl just basically shot on me, you know, like um, I was faced in both matches. Um, I won't call people out or say names, but literally I was, I didn't get like any moves in and I felt like I was defending and protecting myself the whole time. And in my opinion, you know, both of them are like, well, I was trained in the hard style, blah, blah, blah okay, but still, you know, this is an MMA. Like if I wanted to be, you know, blocking punches and like my neck is still sore from one of them that was months ago, you know, if I wanted to have that kind of injuries and be defending myself, I I would be in in MMA or boxing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. People take it way too seriously at times. Just like don't want to learn. They think they know it all. And then I feel like a, you know, in the Indies too, there's a lot of wrestlers who are like, oh, I'm trained, blah, blah, blah. Well, they were trained by somebody who is still an indie wrestler in the Indies. And it's kind of like, you know, you can't just be trained by one person. I really feel like people need to get a lot more training than that. Um, you know, if you're trying to be a wrestler, go to a school where you literally have to be there, you know, two to three times a week for three hours. Um, you know, that's the way you need to be trained, not just kind of like sparring with your buddy, you know, because then it's not safe. No, but you were trained by Crimson. That's a, if people, if people don't know who Crimson is, you're not a real wrestling fan. This guy is big and he's scary. So um, he did, he did come in, he did, um, you know, help out a lot. Like I've, I've literally gotten to be in the ring with him. 
Um, but we also had Jeremiah Plunkett was our beginners coach. Mm -hmm. And then Tom Latimer, you might know him as Bram, but he's Tom Latimer right now on NWA. Those were actually our two main coaches. Um, Plunkett was beginners and then Tom is the head coach. And I feel like they're just amazing. Like uh, Plunkett is very underrated. You know, I'm so glad he's getting his shot on NWA, but he, he's an amazing technical wrestler and just, I actually took the beginner's course twice because um, it was only four months long. And I mean, I was brand new to wrestling. So they had me take it again. And it was the best thing I could have done. You know, that second class, we actually had a great class where everybody was pretty advanced and picked stuff up quick. So we went so much farther than the first class. Um, you know, I think towards the end, like I, I learned super flexes and it was still beginner's class. <laughs> so if your promoter went up to you and said, like, you can be a heel or a face, what would you pick? Okay, so it's funny because when I first started, I was really into being heel and I wanted to be heel all the time. But lately, um, I've been faced more often. And so when I've gotten to choose, uh, most recently, I chose to be faced. Yeah, it was, it was hard for me at first, but I'm kind of getting the hang of it now. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's fun to have everybody cheering for you. But also you could be a heel and just be like, a, just not care. And it's fun. That's fun. You know? Yeah. So what does the future hold for Bashley Bones? I don't know for me. Um, you know, right now I'm just trying to get out there um, as much as I can. I, I haven't been taking just any bookings. Obviously, I kind of learned a lesson on that. Um, I've been doing a lot more asking around, a lot more research before saying yes to any bookings. Um, but my November is super busy. So I'll be all over the place. And, you know, my goal is to get to NWA or impact. You know, I don't, I don't foresee myself going really any higher, but I'm not going to put limits on myself. Obviously that's just goals for current though. Especially impact for what I hear they're rebuilding the roster or adding some big pieces to like, Buddy Murphy, Braun Strowman, uh, I can't remember his real name, but Bray Wyatt. I Yeah, the iconic, well, who are they now? The iconic stars, the inspiration, I think. Inspiration. They're going to be on there. That's pretty cool. I think yeah. uh, Down for Glory, they're going to face, I'm not sure if it's for the titles or not, but uh, Decay. Just go ahead. Yeah. So we, yeah, it should be fun. I'll definitely have to watch it. Sad I'm not going to be there. This is going to be the first, you know, impact tapings I'm not at in over a year. So a little sad, but also even if I was able or, you know, was asked to go, my best friend's getting married this weekend. So I wouldn't have been able to be there anyway. Well, it's also 10 o'clock. You know, yeah. I'm not sure if you're a night hour or not, but yeah. I'll watch it Sunday or Monday. I'll catch the replay. Yeah. Yeah. I will probably too. I'll fall asleep at that hour. Real fast before I let you go, did you watch the knockout knockdown pay-per-view? Yeah, I was actually um I actually got to be at that one. What did you think of it? 
Um, it was pretty good. I was honestly very surprised that they, uh, that Mercedes ended up, you know, winning. Um, sorry, it's getting loud in my house right now. So um, I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed them bringing in so many different women and I thought it was a good time. And I was surprised with the turnout. Like the matches I thought were good, but I thought the commentators, uh, Mickey James is a hell of a athlete, but I was just like, stick, stay in the ring. Your commentary is not that. Yeah. yeah. So where can everyone find you online to connect with you? Um, so Instagram, I'm Bashley110, and I do have a wrestler's page on Facebook, and it's Bashley Bones. You should be able to find me if you look it up. Well, Bashley Bones, I know you have guests and I'll let you go to attend to them. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for working with me with the time and stuff like that. You see, but. Oh, yeah, sure. but you know, yeah, sorry. I'm I'm here right after my workout. So I was like, eh, I'll just jump on. We've all done that. Done, been there, done that. I've done shows before. Yeah. Where, you know, everyone's like, why are you late? It's like, I just got out of the shower. Because you want me to sweaty? Mm -hmm. And they're like, Ugh. so I'm like, okay. So next show, I'll be like, oh, dirty. Why are you dirty? Why is it looking so. Hey, right? We have lives. We're busy. Yeah, especially I'm trying to get back in the workout routine. So it's, yeah, with two yeah. people, it's harder. I've actually been more motivated to work out at home lately. I ended up, I canceled my gym membership uh, last month. And I mean, I rarely miss a workout now because I'm just more motivated to get up and be comfy in the house. I use YouTube videos. I got some equipment. I feel like that's the way to go for me right now. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Maybe, I mean, I, once in a while I might get beached by on demand. That's only 30 bucks for every three months. So it's like, yeah, it's a lot cheaper. Um, yeah, I think I just, I've been so busy with wrestling and everything. I'm not home a lot. So to wake up in the morning and think about having to leave the house to go somewhere to work out, it just wasn't working for me. So especially when February comes around. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, Bashley Bones, thank you very much. I wish you luck in your career and your title defense. And we'll keep in touch and maybe we come back on sometime or soon. Sounds good. Let me know. Thanks for having me. Take care of yourself. Bye. Bye.